The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. Uh, It's great for you to join me today. It is December 23rd. It's almost approaching Christmas everywhere around the world. It's 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock a.m. It's so great for you to join me today. This is a great season. It's a season that the Christian world is about to celebrate. There's actually 2.2 billion Christians in this world to celebrate the birth of God's son, Jesus. This represents the ultimate gift to humanity. It's a perfect blemish-free gift that took all of our limitations so that we can live freely and fully and we can share in his abilities to live a life exceedingly and abundantly more than we can think or imagine. He's the Son of God. It's part of the Trinity, God the Father, Head, the Son, Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit, which is our gift from him. And it's a gift that assists us and aids us in, in, in life. And it's the same. They're all the same in substance, essence, and nature. So it's a time that we really turn. It's a season of joy, a season of celebration, and a season of love. But very often, the title for this message is Loss and Recovery. Loss and recovery. But very often in that celebration, in that celebration of love, we turn to things that we are lacking. We, we turn to suffering of losing a loved one. And the focus from that celebration gets skewed and we turn to, to loss. When we look at something even as epic as Christ's gift to the, wor- to, to the world, as God's gift to the world in Christ, we start to come down with these feelings, feelings of depression, isolation, despair and anger. And at this time of year, it can be a very desperate, lonely time for a lot of people. And this is going to be, it's going to end up being a happy message. But at the same time, I'm I'm hitting some very real things. I'm here really to help people. And I just want to, again, I didn't point this out at the beginning. I want to thank you all for joining me. We've transcended space and time because God had a plan to connect his message to people who are in need, people who genuinely Their hearts are raw. Their hearts are tender because at this time we get stimulated. Our our limbic mind, which is our emotional mind, because our emotions react. Our our pre-cranial mind is the logical mind, but our emotional mind is what gives us all of the feelings, all of the feelings of loss, all of the feelings of despair, all all the feelings of isolation. So when we're dealing in that limbic mind, we're brought into this feeling of despair. So I want to thank you for joining me. Life begins, but it also ends. And I, I just want to go over that. Life begins, but it also ends. All things that begin have a middle and an ending, just when you see a movie. However, this event is as certain as the beginning, the death, yet often it takes our legs from right out under us. It comes with no bounds. It comes with no warning. There are no warning signs Somebody close to us, somebody, it can be a friend, it can be a husband, wife, it can be a relative, somebody we have emotional connection to, there is no warning. There can be a death period, there can be a period of, of sickness, which is the struggle, and then the death, which is, is, is the aftermath of that struggle. But there also can be sudden things, there can be things that happen that are so gut-wrenching that they completely numb us and completely stop us in our tracks. They, if you like, debilitate us. It has no bounds. I have a friend, a personal friend of mine, who his child was born with an 18th chromosome. The child, I saw the box, the child lived eight days. I also have another friend whose mother was diagnosed at the age of 80 with congestive heart failure, who is still living at 90. 
So there's no guarantee. The guarantee is there will be an ending. But where we need to work is how do we acquaint ourselves with the end? It's something that's so real, but yet something that we turn away from. We, we turn away from it as a way of denying it, numbing it, because it's just something in our humanity that we don't want to deal with. We're actually born separated, separated from God. And it's in that separation that we have a temporal mindset. Our mindset is all about here, but God is, is all about there. He's out about eternity. A day to him is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So we need to think to change, to, to, to paradigm shift our minds, to know that we're walking on a horizontal plane, but in a vertical realm. We're only here for a moment. As James said, life is a vapor. It comes but a vapor. Death comes but a thief in the night. In very many ways, we cannot fully live until we get comfortable with death. Once we get acquainted with that and we have acceptance of that, we can live without the fear of dying because we know we're here as a spirit creation, created in God's likeness. We're here for a temporal moment. We, we, uh, our egos, which is our I, our me, which is illusionary. It's a socially conditioned mind because all we really have now is a, is a now. It's a, a timeless, spaceless that can't be defined by space or time. It's, a, it's, a, it's 6,000 years. It's, it's continuance. It's a continuance, but it's in our temporality, which comes from the ego of holding on because we think we own the life. It's, it's a, actually a gift from God that's given to you. And I also say this, it's like a lease on a car. The lease company knows the end. You're driving, 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 but at the end of the day, the lease has to be turned in. So we're stewards of a gift that's being given. Stewards of a gift that's being given. I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, meaning death is basically the end. It's not the end, but it's the process. See, when you say walking through the valley, it doesn't say I'm walking in the valley. Through means you're, you're going to go through it. You can either choose to spend a lifetime mourning in that death or a lifetime celebrating in, in the person's life. So walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I am your shepherd, fear no evil. So in other words, God is making a provision as a shepherd to lead us through those hard times. Being that he created life, he knows there'll be an end and he's acquainted with that. But it's not an end in his terms because we're eternal. He's eternal. So it's about changing, about aligning our minds differently because we know in our humanity it simply doesn't work because we, we're struggling so much in, in mourning. People mourn sometimes the rest of their lives. They put them on hold. I'm going to cover these, all these things. So mourning is a biological process of the brain and body. It's for healing and recovery from loss. So it's a human, it's a human thing. It's a human attachment. It's deeply mapped to our limbic mind. As the story, it contains all the story of our experiences and our relationships. And exists in the brain as a top-down cortical mapping or relationships. Mourning a death is the change from a deeply held story of a relationship to someone to a new play where the loved one is no longer visible. So we go from being able to connect to the person daily or however we were connecting to be able to see them and hear them to them being invisible. In our grieving process, it's important we don't go into numbing because that inhibits mourning. We need to go through the process of feeling. We don't want to harden the personality. So we don't need to go for years and years of antidepressants or years and years of, of, of numbing that. We just want to basically mourn to come back into the world of living because mourning is a time of grief. And we need to, to bring that human feeling out. It's not a brain problem. It's part of our human condition. There is nothing wrong. If you're feeling bad out there, this message is for somebody. There is nothing wrong with grieving, but it's in how you handle it and how you transition and how you move forward from that that will determine whether it's healthy or not. It's a process of healing, as I say, from death, loss, trauma, and pain. Death, loss, trauma, and pain. This is a time, very often, we move away from faith. We, we, we move away from God when it's really the very time we ought to go towards God. 
And as I say, I walk through this valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to get round to that a little later in this, but there are steps, steps that we need to, to do. There's about five steps. It's all about attitude. There are five stages, really, of loss and recovery. Denial and isolation. So this is designed to protect us. Like when we get a bruise, we, we get a bruise and there's water in the area. So that's a way of not handling something. We don't want to handle it, so we isolate ourselves and deny it. And then the other one's a really real thing. It's anger. We get angry sometimes at God because we're angry. We're manifested on people around us. But very often, we're angry at a person, the person for, for dying, for leaving us. And this is where the me comes in. This is where we need to change it. We can't see the outcome as being good for a person because very often we'll not understand the things of God. I will explain this to you. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So we need to stop really asking why this happened and just be grateful in it. And I'm not saying grateful for it, but in it to know it's the process. And that was the way it was supposed to happen. And But I'm going to get something out of this. There's something good for me that's going to come out of this so I can give something back to the world and back to people. So anger is, is very often sometimes, and if we're honestly real about this, we're sometimes mourning what we've lost, not the person. It's looking at what we don't have. And, and this is where the, humanity, the human, the carnal instinct in us comes. It's about, oh, woe, there's me. They've left me. Or, woe, there's me. They're dead now. And I'm depressed because I'm alone and I'm sad and I don't have them. Rather than being more empathetic and saying, well, they had either a disease or a sickness. Or if they were badly hit in a car crash, would they have wanted to live as a paraplegic? Or did God take them for a better plan and purpose, but we should really remove the whys out of it. We could spend a lifetime asking why, but that keeps us in the jail of mourning, of grieving, of death. We need to not bargain. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. We start to minimize things. If I was a better person, we get feelings of guilt, guilt over these things, and we start to blame ourselves, and this puts us in a holding pattern. We get many years of depression, the feelings of loss, feeling sorry for ourselves, but we must get to a place of acceptance. We're going to take a break soon, but I'm going to get into a place of how to help you get into a place of acceptance because all of these stages, denial, anger, bargaining with yourself, long depressions are going to limit you from moving out of the depression of mourning. This is why you're feeling bad because you've got either of those four, either well, actually, not denial, but you've got either anger, bargaining, I could have done this, could have done that, could have done this, or your depression, which is feeling of losing, losing something for yourself. So when we rid those, we get to acceptance. We're about to take a break. I love you all. I'm looking forward to coming back with you in the show. Thank you so much. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Reverend Nicholas Barrett is available for public and private speaking functions, counseling, and for interviews on radio and television programs, churches, and conferences. Visit EmpowerBeyondHorizon.com for more information. Reverend Nicholas is the author of two books about reworking your life, one habit at a time. He can work with you one-on-one or by telephone sessions. In order to have different, better results in your life, you must develop new habits. Reverend Nicholas can help you make those moves. Visit EmpowerBeyondHorizon.com and start your change today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back. Um, I hope you had a great break. Um, We're going to... We're talking about loss and recovery, but we're going to get you to a place of acceptance. Once you, we were discussing those stages, once you can go through those stages and you can get into a place of acceptance and alignment, then you'll truly, truly, truly be able to move forward through that. Just going to go on to what I went through with, with, with death. My father was a handsome, fit man in 2006, lived in London. I went back the following Christmas, in actual fact, this was 2005, the following Christmas, 2006, could barely recognize him at the airport, went back to the house. My mother had a private conversation. Basically, your father's contained Parkinson's. He's contained Parkinson's. This disease, he will not be recovering. I saw a man a year before, handsome, dark hair, tall, athletic, a year later, ridden with Parkinson's, bent in two, ashen, gray, and deteriorated. We were best friends. We were so very, very close. We would speak for an hour a day on the phone. I've, I've lived in Los Angeles um, for many years, but, and I visited many, many times. But within that period, he then passed away on December 13th, 2008. I visited him on, in London right before Christmas. The funeral wake was on my mother's birthday. And I, I felt a clap of thunder when I walked in to, to see him in, in the open cask and I spoke at his funeral. That was very real for me. But I know why God aligned me in 06 to go into church and then church ministry to prepare me for things unseen. Because in 2012, I had a phone call from my brother um, on about February 27th that your mother had taken a tragic fall, fallen about 20 feet down a stone wall cracked her head, bled for four hours. But to, to bring the story to its conclusion, I arrived in London at the hospital. A doctor tapped me on the shoulder, said basically she's dying. Ten minutes later or five minutes later, she was gone in my arms. She was blown up twice the size from an infection. And that was very real. I had a, a light of gold and a, a hot hand on my shoulder, which was the Holy Spirit, it just moving me on. I knew at that time it was either fall apart or as a pastor or a minister in Christian community or stand up and move forward. And then I realized it's, it's not your wish. It's to do with the person and God. It's not for me to, I, it's not for me to ask questions. It's between an individual and God to me to keep asking why is useless. His ways are thoughts and, and thoughts are higher and I can never fully understand that. And I knew then that that was I, was, I was faced with something I'd never faced before, the loss of my second parent. And I knew then I, I just had to step up to a higher level of, of faith, to a higher level of faith, because we have two things. Either we walk away so we can spend a lifetime mourning, or we celebrate the life and don't ask questions we'll never know. In theory, I'll never know. We'll never know why. We'll never know the mind of God. We'll never know why. And if we spend our lives asking why and, and getting, as I say, those feelings of guilt, I could have done more, I could have done more. No, this message is for somebody, you couldn't have done more because that was the time it was going to happen. What we can do is, is get adjusted to something new that creates an uncomfortability because of the newness. But it's in all these other areas of loneliness, they left me. I centered my life around that person. We've got to get very careful that we don't get into that as years go by. Well, I live for my husband or I live for my wife. I live for my children. I live for my dog because we don't. We actually live for God. God created us. We're individual. There's nobody else like you. We're all created in God's likeness and his spirit. But at the same time, we're individual. You're unique. There's nobody like you. We are stewards of the person. Our parents are stewards of us. They're not the life givers because when we finish our lives, we're going back to where we were created, back to where we came. So when we put that burden on somebody, they left, they died. What am I going to do now? Very often, 
that transmits to anger for, to them because of your feeling now. So the way I'm feeling makes me angry for that person for removing themselves because I'm feeling the way I am because they're no longer here or because I'm lonely. Very simply, it gives us a unique opportunity, and this message again is for somebody, to look at ourselves as to why we feel so helpless, weak, and broken and sad when they're no longer. We need to work. This is where the tricky bit comes. We need to work on ourselves so we're complete. We need, we have a good relationship with God. We familiarize ourselves that he is the giver of life. All good things come. And we need to really pull and get into a closer relationship with him. In Isaiah 40, it says, those that wait on the Lord, and I prefer to say those that gather shall have their strength renewed, mount up like eagles. In other words, he knows your situation better than I do or better than you do or better than anybody else does because he knows you. So we need to have a conviction to walk with our head up. I was determined not to walk the rest of my life with a limp. And this is a truth. I probably wouldn't have been here if I didn't have a relationship that I had with, with God since 2006 because I went through these two tragedies. And you know what? I'm here by his grace and I'm here to implant these messages. This is an area that I speak in. And I know that if I didn't have that relationship with him because I was so close to my parents and so depended upon them being in my life before I really got into a relationship with my creator, I, 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 would have, I would have lost because they were my support structure. Very often the person we're with or the person we're mourning was someone we depended on. Very often they take the mind off dealing with us because we're dealing in a relationship. And this message is for somebody too. Sometimes we can be even in an unhealthy relationship because we're scared of being alone because you know why? Being alone is scary. Because <laughs> if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, and the only way you'll get that is through God because you know you're a masterpiece created for your unique plan and purpose that he's made you in his character. And you know that you're loved, but if you don't have that self-love, this really gives us an introspection, puts us really in, the, in, in a holding pattern. So I find that not asking why, not asking why really, really helped me. Why did this happen? Why, why, why? And just handing it really over. I mean, very simply, I couldn't handle it myself because I'd have probably done myself in. I handed it over to God. I said, you know what, God, I'm not going to ever ask you why. Just just deal with it. It's, it's, it's your, your business with my father or your business with my mother. It's, it's your business. I had to really get right back in it. I, I stayed in the front row of church as a pastor. I didn't put the blame on God. I didn't, I've seen other people move away from faith really move away and, and destroy their lives, lose their businesses, because they really, ultimately, they've put their faith into something temporal, which is a person, and their whole life and value has been around that person. So I put my faith and value in God, and, and we're, also, we're also called by him to pick up your cross and follow me. Even, uh, you know, in this world, you will have tribulation, but take care, I've overcome the world take care of overcome the world and this takes me to the scripture in john 11 you know when lazarus is there he's lying lying there dead and jesus basically says i am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me although he dies he will live he who believes in me so what this really means is i am your stand up and recovery i am your stand up and recovery this really was a moment that elucidated me he is my stand-up and recovery in this moment because he who dies shall also live. So what it really means is there is no end the way in my human mind sees it because I make things small because I'm temporal. But it, it's in moving in alignment that we move out of this temporal into the eternal. Once we know that every day is a gift to live each day as if the last and learn each day as the first. There is no guarantee that you or I will see another sunset or sunrise. There is no guarantee you and I will see another sunset or sunrise. Yet, we live in so much fear of death and we take so long to process the death of a loved one. But we need to examine our heart. We need not to get bitter. We just really don't want to get bitter. I remember in scripture, I believe in Samuel, in Ziklag, the Malachites killed and pillaged. 
and they wanted to stone David because their hearts became bitter. We don't want to get bitter in our circumstances. And very often the loss, because we've got this residual either anger or guilt or angry at God or questions why, 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 makes us become rancid and angry. And that will really debilitate us from seeing the gift we can have from losing gives us an appreciation. And I'll tell you now, from losing this, I'm grateful, not grateful for it, but I'm grateful in it because I've had so much more joy. Life is so much less burdensome. I look at birds. I look at flowers. I look at people. I can assist and talk and manage the people. It's brought a whole new blessing, not only to my um, speaking career, but also just to my life in general and people around me. Before I was toxic because I was focused on me, but when God came along and made me like a piece of clay, we are trial shapes of clay. He sends circumstances not to break us, to mold us, to become sweeter, better, more loving people. And in essence, that brings us back to how we were created. Because when we go back to him, we get shaped and made. So we're about to take a break, but I use the mourning and the death you've experienced as a way of building yourself to be a better person. You can notice the birds. You can live each day as the last, as a gift. Just be more grateful. Uh, you'll expand your vision from blindness to vision, from, from deafness to hearing, and you'll find that you'll be looking back at it with sweetness and gratitude and joy because you've turned to God and he's made things glorious from Beauty from the ashes. You will mount up like eagles and prevail. You will overcome death because he's overcome the world. So it's just changing our minds to make it something. Well, you're in it anyway, so why not make it work for you? A circumstance is only an opportunity, right, to make yourself worse or better. Why not choose in your limited life, because we now know we're limited, to make it better. But I look forward to joining you after the break. It's been awesome so far. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. It's great. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back. I hope you had a great break. Um, so we're getting to the point with this that it's about acceptance but it's also about changing from loss to gains in your losses. If you're 
a trial-shaped piece of clay molded for perfection. As you go through your life, you should become back to how you were made. So all of these challenges make us strong. If we're never tested, how do we know we're strong? If a building is never rocked at the foundation, how do we know it's earthquake-proof? If there isn't light, how do we know there's dark? If there isn't evil, how do we know there's love? If there isn't an enemy, how do we know there's a friend? All of these parallels, all of these differences, existential differences, all of these existential differences come back to a knowledge that there, there is something. So if this wasn't death, how would we fully celebrate life? How would we fully be aware of what we have if we weren't aware it's going to die? Time is too slow for those who wait. It's too swift for those who fear, too long for those who grieve, too short for those who rejoice. But for those who love, time is eternity. So when we get back to love, we will rid ourselves of those feelings of bargaining, coulda, woulda, shoulda, of depression, and we will get into this place of acceptance. And I'm not saying don't go through those stages of mourning. You, you want to go, I found myself sometimes breaking down on the floor, you know, but you've got to go through because they're humanly given to us for recovery from a trauma. We don't want to go into state of denying it. Well, I'm really believing in God and this is really amazing. This is amazing. No, no, no. It's a process of healing, but that he will bless you with peace beyond your understanding. Like it says in the scriptures, I have peace beyond my comprehension and understanding. Certain things in God, we're just not meant to understand. If it wasn't God doing it, if it wasn't God doing if we, if we could understand that it wasn't, it's not really God doing it. I don't want to concern myself with things like David says in the Psalms, with things that are too wonderful for me. You know, I don't want it to dwell in that. It's not for me to dwell in. What I want to do is really focus on celebrating what I have today and being grateful for a memory that I've had that's eternal. The memory is with my father and mother. They live long. They'll always be with me. I, I fly to London at the end of December for a few days to see my brother. Yes, they're two empty chairs, but I'm not mourning those empty chairs. I'm celebrating what I've had, but also the gift. I'm here today. My parents are the one. I'm here today. And I guarantee you, and this message for somebody, if somebody loved you and you're mourning them, they would want you to do what they can't do. They would want you to break free and live, break free and live. So we've got to view digression as our progression, progression to a d- deeper layer of ourselves. God can heal. He's unconditional. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But our variables are changing. We've got to really hand over those things We can't understand them. We can't do them for ourselves. So we very simply have to hand them over to really to him, to his thoughts and his ways of doing things. We cannot put ourselves in a holding pattern. We have to continue with our lives. And that's what I'll say to anybody who's listening. Move on with your life. Go through these stages, but don't make your life about the morning. Make it about the living. Make it about what you have now. And the memory you'll always have that's eternal, that's joyous, that's, that's joyous. I just want to read something to you now from, from Ecclesiastes. This really sums it all up. There is a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Wherever you are today, there is a time to feel the way you feel. The power will be in shifting from the losing to shifting from the gaining. If, if, I was gonna, if I'm going through something, let it, let it be. Let it be something for me. Let it be something for me that I'm going to do. And this is what I 
when I spoke to my mother's at my mother's uh, service, I actually was the pastor at that service. There was a pastor, but I took over there. I said, what's going to be in this for everybody? We're all here now. You know, our hearts are broken. The lady is laying there. However, what are we going to do to celebrate her life and make this a day of joy, not of eternal mourning? She would want us to be here to celebrate that. And I hope somebody's hearing me on this. No one would want you to stay mourning. They would want you to enjoy fully. But, and you must also be aware that sometimes that mourning, and I'm going to go over this again, is based upon a me, based upon an ego. And that needs to be worked out so you can freely accept it. Because the moment, whilst that ego remains, it's never going to be accepted because you'll get bitter because you've lost something, because you're lonely, or woulda, coulda, shoulda, and how could they have done that? Because I don't know your circumstances. God does. There could be drug addiction. That's drug addiction. It could be a car crash. It could be unnatural circumstances. Maybe someone's ended their life that you know really well. And, or maybe your husband. I, I'm speaking to all of these needs now. And I'll tell you the one thing in common is you've got to take the focus off me of what you've lost and look at that person. Look at the person and just realize I'm not going to ask God or blame God or try and figure it out. I can't figure it out because temporal are the things that are temporal. Greater is the unseen. It's always the unseen that's greater. We can't, in our little capacity, we're a piece of dust really on the cloak of God. The world with all the billions of stars and all the galaxies, we can't get our heads around why it all happened. And the longer we do that, we can't get to living our regular lives again. But also we can't get into a place of acceptance. And the key thing really is acceptance, 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 acceptance. And the closer you get to removing yourself from being ego to being spirit-based, then that will be the only way that you can move it forward. That will be the only way that you can move it forward. Um, it's in that state of acceptance and allowing yourself to go through those stages, allowing yourself to go through those stages. Our life can never be people because people are, uh, people are transient. Their life is like ours. It comes and goes. It can never be people. We must know that life comes from God and must also know that everything is borrowed. Everything is stewardship. We must get into that place to know, to know that it's just, it's a temporal thing. We can't put our, plant ourselves on a person because we know that they're here. They're here today, gone tomorrow. We're a container, a container that goes into beyond space and time. So we're stewards of our life. So anybody who's stuck in that mindset, change, change that. Work on that really hard. Work on that. I would recommend spiritual music. I would recommend prayer. I would recommend reading, just focusing. And your heart may really be broken right now. You may be really feeling down on yourself, but you really want to Focus on redirecting your mind from the things that are recreating the pain. When you focus on something, you are multiplying that and it's becoming very real and you're not giving yourself chance to break free. You need to break free from that. You need to break free from that in order to get through that. So even though the loss will always be there, we'll never get over the loss. The pain will always be there, but God will give us the ability to transcend that loss, the ability to celebrate the life. But we really must not demean our life. We cannot banish dangers and we can't banish fears because they'll always be there, but we must not demean life by standing in awe of death because what we're doing is we're handing over to death to outweigh what we have, to be, to be greater than the life which is the gift we're giving. So God comes to give life, the enemy comes to seek and destroy, and that very often could be in separation that the enemy is wanting you to be depressed. It makes you less effective for the kingdom, makes you less effective for your life and for God, and that's what the enemy wants, to weaken and destroy you. The reality is that there is a start, middle, and an end, but the great thing about it, God is the Alpha, the Omega, he is the beginning and the end, he's written your end. His plans for you are good, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. So we must develop trust in God, not only when things are going right, but when really when we're down in the dumps and when we have lost what we see, we, we seem to have lost reason for living.
And this is why our reason for living can't be a person, can't be a marriage, can't be a husband. And or however tragic a loss can be, it can be suicide, it can be things that, that are just gut-wrenching in our humanity. You have to realize there was a reason that we'll never know, but the reason is to make you better. The reason for that other person, that's between them and God. It's not between you or me. It's not our business. Just like our eventual end will be nothing to do with other people. It's, it's their relationship with God and the Creator. That is really ultimately why they were taken. It was a time that, in his plan and purpose, it was the, the right time. He's always on time. But in our separation, to catch up with what's just happened, we can't get our heads around the change because the change very often is much quicker than our adaptation. We need to adapt and we need to really adapt that to be able to move forward. So we're about to take a break. It's been great chatting to you and look forward to coming back in the break. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Reverend Nicholas Barrett is available for public and private speaking functions, counseling, and for interviews on radio and television programs, churches, and conferences. Visit EmpowerBeyondHorizon.com for more information. Reverend Nicholas is the author of two books about reworking your life, one habit at a time. He can work with you one-on-one or by telephone sessions. In order to have different, better results in your life, you must develop new habits. Reverend Nicholas can help you make those moves. Visit EmpowerBeyondHorizon.com and start your change today. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to to the last segment. As you know, it's never the last because the last is the beginning to the next. So I'm going to leave you in this last segment with with some cheer. I know I've covered a lot of information. And I know some of you, you may not even have a relationship with God. You may have tuned into this for the first time. But you maybe have seen something about the subtitle or something about the show that appealed to you. And I, I... Know that you're in a, either in a place of recovery, you're in a place of mourning, or you're in a place of anger, or in a place of despair, even maybe in a place of suicide yourself, um, and in a depression. But I guarantee, do not let the death be the thing that rules you. Let the life be the thing. Let let the life be the thing. And if you don't have a relationship with the Creator, that's also okay. But hopefully, this will trigger a spark to make you want to find out more because I'm openly talking about the death I experienced. I didn't really go over the entire story with my parents because this is not really about me. It's about you. But they were tragic. And how I got over it was, as I've outlined in the show, um, removing myself from the me and the ego and getting, of course, mourning and going through all those stages. But knowing that the denial, anger, bargaining, and depression are only things the enemy brings to remove us from acceptance because if we really were walking in alignment, none of us fully are because we're human, right? We're born in separation. Even um, the Pope's not walking in alignment. But as I say, when you get into a walk, a faith walk, you will find that the gifts that are given to you from heaven are gifts of peace 
And they're also beyond our human understanding. I don't know why I'm joyous, why I can go to London and look at my mother's chair and smile and say, God, what a gift it was to spend time with this amazing woman. What a gift it is. But I've also taken that ability to be able to where I was blind and not notice things because I was always feeding the me. I can see the birds. I can see the homeless person with a need. I can see the cripple and have empathy. I can see even a bird who's struggling. And even when a bird or a squirrel would walk along the road, I do an emergency stop. So it's made me value life so, so much more. So it took the losing to shape me to know that the gift is not what we're getting. The gift is already what we've been given. And and I repeat that. The gift is not what we're getting. It's what we've already been given. We are born to dust and we die to dust. What we have is an illusion because all we really are, we're not even our bodies. We're a spirit, a spirit in a shell that's a temporal housing. The home is the one you're going to, the one the person you're mourning over has gone to. That's their permanent home. We're here as temporal, but once you can get your head around that, wherever you are, I'm trying to encourage you, whether you're a pastor or whether you're deep in Christian community or whether you're someone who's not in faith at all, by turning around and believing in the faith, put it this way, if you're feeling bad right now, chances are your focus is on some of the areas we've been discussing, but chances are your focus is not on things that are going to serve you, the things that are going to keep you down so you're living in bondage and you're living in death. Remember, if I continue to live for a year, two years, three years, five years, ten years mourning, I'm living in bondage. I've put myself there, but it's not God that put us there or the circumstance. It's the enemy in the circumstance. The dark in the world put you there. The dark in the world put you there and made you believe that you have lost part of your life or part of your reason to go on or part of your reason for joy. No, you haven't. You have been given the ability, like an onion, to go layer upon layer and go deeper within yourself. So it's in that ability, when the heart is open, that you can move forward and, and really enjoy things to a much deeper level. I just want to read you something I read uh, my mother's eulogy, the one I read out. It's um, a poem that I actually wrote. Death is nothing at all. I've only slipped away into the next room. I am I and you are you. Whatever you were to each other, that we still are. Call me by my old familiar name. Speak to me in an easy way, which you always used to. Put no difference in your tone. Wear no forced air of solemnity or sorrow. Laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes we enjoyed together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be forever the household word it always was. Let it be spoken without effect, without the trace of a shadow on it. Life life means all that it ever meant. It is the same as it ever was. There is unbroken continuity. Why should I be out of mind because I'm out of sight? I am waiting for you for an interval somewhere very near, just around the corner. All is well. And I'll repeat that again. I'm waiting for you for an interval somewhere very near, just around the corner. All is well. This is really what I want you to know. You haven't lost the person. Your way of viewing the person has changed. Yes, you can no longer see them, but what you have with them still remains. You communicate with them like you do with God. God is always unseen, but he's far greater. You communicate with them through spirit. Your memories are the same. Your experiences are the same. You've had a life with that person. We don't need to ask ourselves why. We don't need to blame ourselves. We don't need to accuse ourselves. And we don't need to be focusing on why we're sad because we've lost. We need to focus on the glorious life you were given fully, exceedingly, and abundantly. Abundant life. God came to give you abundant life. It's very clear in that gift that he gave you of Christ, of his son, came to bridge the gap of separation between humanity and God. He is our bridge The Holy Spirit is the gift that comforts you. But what really Jesus is, he's the bridge to bridge the gap between you and God, to bridge that separation that was created in Genesis. But it's to bridge that gap. And I'm going to leave you with a poem. This one's author unknown, and I'm going to leave it on a high note. It is a high note. Let us celebrate this life together. What you have and what you have coming is way greater than you can see. 
This one's called Light Memories. As I say, author unknown. You can shed tears that he or she is gone, or you can smile because he or she has lived. You can close your eyes and pray that he or she will come back, or you can open your eyes and see all that he or she has left. Your heart can be empty because you can't see him or her, or you can be full of love that you shared. You can turn your back on tomorrow and live in yesterday, or you can be happy for tomorrow because of yesterday. You can remember him or her only that they're gone, or you can cherish his or her memory and let it live on. You can cry and close your mind, be empty and turn your back, or you can do what he or she would want, smile, open your eyes, love you, and go on. So I'm here for you now. This is the, this is the message. This person loved you. God loves you more. You're in the circumstance you're in because you've been given the tools to handle your circumstance. It's a season. It's a season you've been given the equipment to get over. Greater things are coming if you put your faith in the living, in the life, which is the living eternal God, rather than what has gone behind us, what has happened. It's happened, but it's a, a tool for you to enjoy. I want you to enjoy your Christmas, celebrate of course, the birth of Jesus, celebrate your life, celebrate the memories you've had. Do not let the enemy tie you down with, the, with guilt, with anger, with depression. You know what? You've got one life. Live today as maybe your last and learn as maybe your first. I want to God bless you all. Have a great Christmas and I'll see you in the new year. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.